الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا بني أقيم الصلاة وأمر بالمعروف وانهى عن المنكر سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم The last uh, several gatherings we've been discussing the sanctity of the Haramain Sharifain and we've been talking about how these sacred spaces are appointed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the betterment of, at this stage, the Ummah of the Prophet It's a place of spiritual replenishment. It's a, it's a space of spiritual development. It's an opportunity for forgiveness. And last week, or two weeks ago, we talked about how it's a space where which a believer is able to manifest their love toward Allah Ta'ala in a very unique way. Right? We manifest our love toward Allah Ta'ala in many different ways. Uh, through salah, through our speech, through our adhkar, through our Qur'an, etc., through our acts of worship. But uh, you know, Allah Ta'ala has designed this space as well for us to be able to visit and manifest our deep love for Him. Uh, and Allah Ta'ala also reciprocates this by manifesting His love toward the believer in these two sacred spaces as well. Um, and just kind of continuing along that theme, or this theme of the sanctity of the haramain, you know, one of the things we'll notice about the uh, about about the uh, about how special this place is, is how that space is highly focused on and highly concerned with salah and prayer, highly focused on and highly concerned with salah, right? In particular, Masjid al Haram and Masjid al Nabawi, these two places, if you really pay attention to its foundation or its core, you know, anyone that visits it will notice or recognize very quickly that everything revolves around the five daily prayers. Everything here revolves around the five daily prayers. You know, there's so many examples of this that point toward this core principle. For instance, the call for the adhan goes off for prayer. And one will notice that at the time of the adhan, from the adhan until the iqamah, sometimes even before the adhan, the entire city and the entire haram is completely focused on moving in one direction. Right? Every, you'll, you'll notice that everyone is just a sea of people that are heading toward the masjid at the, t- at the time of the adhan. You know, very few people will be distracted by other things. Once the adhan goes off, the stores are closed, the shops are closed, people's mingling begins to stop, and there's this just general sea of people coming from every single direction around the masjid, all moving toward one area. Because this, the environment has been created in such a way where, there, where it's clear to anyone that visits. You could be someone who's never prayed in your life, and never, someone who's never even seen anyone pray in their life. But when you come there and the call for adhan goes off, it is very quickly clear and apparent to you that at this time, there is only one direction to move in. There's only one uh, location to go toward. There's only one um, space or or there's only one um, area for my attention to go toward. That's it. There's no alternative. Literally no alternative has been created. Not only... Um, 
you know, if, if just to highlight now, now the must not only is it that when the adhan goes off that everyone heads toward the salah, highlighting the importance that salah is given there, but the it's been designed now in such a way that all the frills and thrills around salah have been removed, so that salah becomes a priority and the emphasis. What do I mean by this? You know, you will almost never hear on the mic anything being recited or called or spoken about except for the adhan, the iqama, and the prayer itself. Except for the adhan, the iqama, and the prayer itself. Almost never will you hear anything else being recited on the mic or stated on the mic. Now contrast, contrast this with maybe our local masajid or masajid over here. Outside, I shouldn't say here. Masajid outside of the haramain. There's so many other things that occur on the mic. For instance, there's you know, announcements. For instance, there's talks. There's bayans. There's you know these sorts of ga- gatherings and, and like this, right, where people collect together, etc., etc. Um, and 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 these things are important. But when you're in the haramain sharifin, if you pay attention, you know, and Masjid Nabawi and Masjid Haram in particular, you will almost never hear anything else from the mic. It's all completely focused on salah. Right? There's no, please donate to, mas- to the masjid on your way out. There's no post-Jum'ah announcements. There's no, brothers, please please move forward. We need more space in the back. There's no, you know, uh, cars double parked on the streets. You know, there's no, we have a fundraising dinner coming up in two weeks. You know, please donate. Nothing. There's none of these announcements. It's a, it's a masjid. Just like this masjid. Just like any other masjid. But you will be, you, but you will almost never, I mean, I'm saying almost because there's very rare exceptions, but you will almost never hear anything except for Salah. Again, highlighting to us that that place is his, it, sorry, uh, reminding us that that space is telling us that the masjid and this space in particular, the haramain, but all masjids in general, their focus should be the prayer. And there's nothing else that should compete with it because the Salah is our uh, ascension to Allah Ta'ala and our communication with Allah and there should be no possible distraction other than it there should be no reason that we come to the masjid except for salah primarily right there should be no ulterior motive and even when we're there we should you know our, our focus should be we pray pray our salah and we leave right that should be the and that's what's being highlighted here you know to the extent that the only other thing you may hear on the mic there is an announcement for the janazah prayer Right? Maybe that's the one thing you may hear on a mic over there. But even if you pay attention to the janazah prayer and compare it to our janazah announcements, they're very different. You may be able to tell if it's a child that passed away and the janazah is for a child, or maybe if it's for an adult. If it's for one person, two people, ten people, maybe you can kind of get a sense of this. But that's it. And then the janazah prayer is performed. You don't even know the name of the person who passed away. Even if it's a child, you will never even hear who the child is. Right? Just completely removing any distraction or any possible distraction from Allah Ta'ala and from Salah. No, you won't even know who it is. You won't even know necessarily how many people they are. Maybe you can tell, get a sense of things. We don't, you know, uh, there's no method of performing the janazah prayer. No one goes over it every salah. Okay, so after the first takbid, you recite this. After second takbid, you recite this. After fourth, third takbid, you recite this. After the janazah prayer, we're going to all be taking a procession to where the grave. None of this happens on the mic there. You pray the prayer, no announcements. Janazah prayer occurs, announcements made. You pray the janazah prayer, and that's it. Done. Next time you'll hear anything, the time for salah. Next time you'll hear anything will be the time for salah. And that's remarkable because, again, what, 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 you, you could literally be in that space... And just be praying five times salahs and not know 
of anything else that's happening in the world, period. You could literally be there for a week or two weeks and have no idea what's happening. Right? It's this reminder, it's this environment that's created to remind us that number one, salah is our priority. Right? And nothing should uh, compete with salah. No matter how dire or desperate the circumstance may be in our own lives or in the world or in our communities, nothing should and can ever compete with salah. And number, two, and, and number two, the masjid is a space where salah should be prioritized, right? The masjid is a space where salah should be prioritized to the point where, you know, uh, and it's not that, you know, obviously we live in a society, we live in a space where there is a need for bayans and for talks and for gatherings and for reminders and even announcements. I mean, I'm not, I'm not um, negating the need for that. Maybe it's a different society. But it's just to highlight uh, how the environment that, that's been created in those sacred spaces. Right? And that, for the most part, those are our model spaces. You know, reminding us that, look, there's, while there may be some benefit for the frills and the thrills that come around Salah, right, in, in our local masajid, I mean, for the believer, uh, there's nothing more thrilling, right? There's nothing more engaging, there's nothing more pertinent, there's nothing more relevant than the Salah itself, as, as quote-unquote boring as Salah may seem, the Haramein are reminding us that there's nothing uh, more enlightening in the world than prayer. You, want, you come here, forget about everything. All you have to do is pray your five prayers when you're here. And you will be doing the most important thing that anyone could be doing in the world. And you're doing it in the most important space. And we're here to remind you of that, that this space is for you to speak with and connect with Allah Ta'ala. And there is no, we don't want there to be any possible distraction or hindrance from this. We don't want to speak about something that may take your mind away. If we're going to talk, it's going to be off the mic somewhere on the side. We don't want to give you instructions on how to do things. Because again, all of these things potentially take away from the notion that Salah is the pillar of our deen and nothing is more important than Salah. So it's, it's amazing, right? This is the, the setup that's been created, right? Now, we compare this to our own lives. And, it, and again, this isn't to negate the need for this maybe in our society, right? But as for those of us that come to the masjid regularly or that are seeking the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and a deeper connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, you know, it's really a reminder for us, right? It's really a reminder for us. If the haramain are, 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 have created such a space or it's such a space designated by Allah Ta'ala uh, where... <clears throat> The attention is 100% on our salah and prioritizing our salah. So much so that a visitor to the haramain, if all they can do is perform the five daily prayers with the adhan and iqama, you know, and the first takbir in the masjid, and do that back and forth five times a day, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. I mean, if you total the number, if anyone that's visited the haram, even completing that task is difficult with, you know, the sleep disturbances, etc., etc. Even that's a, that's a big deal. It, but it is a big deal. That's the point that we're getting at here. That's a big deal. It's a physical accomplishment. It's a spiritual accomplishment. It's an, it's an emotional accomplishment as well. Now, for us, you know, when we're, ta- when we're thinking about salah, uh, in our own lives, you know, it should be the gauge by which we decide was my morning or my afternoon or my evening a success or a failure. Right? That should be what determines it. Just like in the Haramain, if I can catch my five prayers in the masjid with, with the um, first takbir and I can perform it properly and end properly and, 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 uh, and complete the salah properly, that's a sign of success for me. That's a sign of a complete, accepted, you know, you can say visit to the haram. Similarly, 
You know, despite all the different ways by which we gauge, was my day a success or not? For the believer, our gauge should simply be, did I perform my Fajr prayer in the morning? And if I performed it on time, right, now my morning was a success. If I performed my, if I skipped, for instance, my Fajr prayer in the morning, or if I missed it, or if I didn't perform it properly, or if I neglected it, or I didn't give it the attention that it deserved, then now my morning was a failure. If I didn't pray my Dhuhr prayer on time, that's a failure. But if I prayed it on time, success. My late, my, my afternoon, was my afternoon a success or failure? Well, did I pray my Asr on time? If I prayed my Asr on time, no matter what else I did or didn't do, my afternoon was a success. And if I neglected my Asr prayer in the afternoon and I did not perform it on time, no matter what great accomplishment I did in this world, no matter what great feat I think I may have accomplished, I failed. If I prayed my Maghrib prayer on time, then my evening was a success, no matter who says what, no matter what else I did or didn't do. That's a success. Allah Ta'ala has defined it as success. If I had neglected my Maghrib prayer, then my evening was a failure. My night, same thing with the Isha prayer. You know, we've come up with so many complicated ways of, was my day a success or not? I have five tasks on my list, and if I don't get these four things done, that means today was a failure. If I didn't pass this exam, wow, today was a rough day, today was a bad day, I failed. That's not, I mean, that's not how we define success. We define success, morning, afternoon, evening, nighttime, our day, based off of if we completed our prayers on time. Right, and, and tying this back into the haramain. If a person is able to perform their takbir, their first takbir uh, uh, with the imam in the masjid, that's success. You know, you don't have to do anything further in the haramain. You don't have to spend hours and hours and hours of worship. You don't have to do X, Y, and Z sacrifice. Performing the five prayers in those sacred spaces are invaluable. Invaluable. And the city and the masjid are reminding us that you don't need to do anything else. Make salah your focus. Make it a priority. This will define whether your day is successful or not. Everything else is, is secondary. Everything else is secondary. You know, the Prophet says in a hadith, it's about Abu Hurairah. That the, and we know this hadith, we've heard about it, right? But just to, just, just again, tying it in with, this, with the environment of the haram. The Prophet said, uh, Abu Hurairah mentions that the Prophet said that on the day of judgment, the first thing that the believer will be asked about is prayer, is salah. In particular, the obligatory prayer. In particular, the obligatory prayer. Why? Because everything else is secondary. Any communal involvement is secondary. Any community involvement is secondary. Any dhikr I recite is secondary. Any fast I perform is secondary. Any um, good deed I do, it's all secondary. If my salah is not straightened out, my five daily prayers are not prayed on time, then that's a problem. That's a problem. Now, we as a Muslim community, we've really expanded this, our, 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 um, uh, we've really expanded this uh, idea of what it means to be a successful Muslim or what it means to have successful Islam or successful deen. Right? But when we, we, we break it down to bare bones, I mean, unless our salah is straight, we're not succeeding. And if our salah is straight, then that's it, we're succeeding. We don't need to have a further discussion. If we want to gauge how successful a community is, it doesn't have to be the size of the masjid, or the number of people that attend the fundraising dinner, or the amount of children in the Islamic school, or the amount of, um, you know, the, the monthly revenue that comes into the organization, or the 501c3. It doesn't matter. I mean, that yeah, we think this is success, not success, successful. It's about, is the community praying or not? 
If the community has focused on Salah, the way the Haramain and the community of the Haramain have focused on Salah, it will succeed. The Haramain, we know until the Day of Judgment, will be succeeding. There's no doubt about it, right? This is from Hadith. This is established that these two sacred spaces will be places of success until the Day of Judgment. So successful that the Dajjal can't even enter into this space. The only two spaces that the Dajjal can't enter into. That's how successful it will be. And their focus is Salah. So we as a community as well, not, uh, not only at an individual level, but at a communal level, really should be thinking deeply about Salah. And this should be our gauge of if, number one, am I as an individual succeeding or not? If I'm praying five times Salah, five Salahs on time, I'm succeeding. Number two, if my, my community, if I want to gauge, is my community successful or not? It's the Salah. Is the community praying Salah five times a day on time? If they are, or if we are, we're succeeding. And any other gauge is just deception. Any other gauge is just deception. Now, uh, and I'll, I'll sort of try to summarize or conclude with this. When Luqman alayhi salam, or Luqman uh, in the Quran, uh, Surah Luqman, when he is addressing his son and the advice that he gives to his son, you know, he gives the advice, Ya Bunayya, O my son, Aqim al salata. Establish the prayer. Establish the prayer. Now, the, the wording that he's using is a word that keeps coming repeatedly in the Quran. Right? And that is this idea of iqamatu salah, which is establishing the prayer. Establishing the prayer. Now, we should think deeply about this. Now, in English, we often say, did you pray your prayer? What's your, have you prayed your salah? Right? Have you, have you salied your salah? But yeah, uh, Luqman is telling his son, make sure that you've established your prayer. Now, what, is, uh, what does that mean? Right? In Arabic, Aqama yuqim or iqama, which is on the, you know, if'al is the verb form. Uh, it means not just to pray. It means not just to, to establish something. Because establish is, is kind of vague. I mean, what does it mean to establish prayer? But it means to make something else stand up. It means to make something else stand. Right? And aqim is the command form, right? It's to, te- it's to, it's to tell someone, make something stand. So he's telling his son, make something stand. And Allah Ta'ala says so many places in the Qur'an, يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَةِ Right? Uh, that you, uh, those people who establish or make their salah stand and be firm. Now, there's different ways to think about this, but um, it's important for us to make sure that when we're deciding, is my salah proper or not, it's, you know, what's the, what's the state of my, of my uh, salah when it comes to its iqamah? Right? When it comes to its standing. So when you make something else stand, you can take for example like a uh, you're building a tower, for instance, right? My the the attention that I give, I'm building a small tower. The attention that I give, the building blocks that I put toward it, you know, I'll make sure that every piece is where it needs to be. I'll build it, right? Um, and then I'll preserve it as well, and make sure that you know if if some kid is is running across and they're about to destroy the tower, I'll make sure that I stop them and protect them, prevent it, prevent them from running into the tower because I know it'll knock over. This is what iqamah means, right? This is what iqamah means. Maybe you're growing a plant, right? So what happens? You're, you have a, a small tree that you're planting and now you plant it into the ground, you're watering it and it, it starts to sprout. And then what do you have? To, you don't just ignore it and leave it and say, you know what, it's done. If it happens, it happens. It doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You'll carefully watch it every single day. Sometimes, you know, if it's not growing, it's starting to lean a certain way. Maybe you'll put like a, a cage around it so that it stands upright. 
Maybe you'll take like a trellis so that it can actually, you know, grow against it, right? Whatever support it needs in order for it to be, in order for it to be supported, you'll provide it, right? That's what iqamatu uh, salah means, to establish the prayer. It means that your prayer should be on firm grounding, it should be well established, and it should be preserved and protected so that it doesn't knock over. Right? Anyone who's building like a tall skyscraper, for instance, understands this principle. Think about the salah like I'm building, you know, the world's most powerful skyscraper. What 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 attention would I give it? You know, when they're building these skyscrapers, not only are they making sure that the foundation is firm, not only are they making sure that the structure is firm, right? And it's and but not only that, but then they're thinking, okay, what are all the possibilities that can potentially bring harm to this? What are the different elements that can come and attack this? You know, if some strong wind surge were to come, how strong can we make this so that even the strongest surge of wind wouldn't, wouldn't cause this building to collapse? Or a, a strong earthquake, etc., etc. So there's so many components to this, but when we think about our salah in this way as well, this is, we should think about our salah as just that. It's not sufficient that I'm just praying my prayer. It should be that I'm building my prayer and I'm preserving my prayer and it should be a firm structure that I'm allowing to stand because this is the hukum that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me in the Quran. You know, m- meaning my attention should be on this. Every day I should be checking in and seeing, you know, what is my salah like? Am I deep in my prayer? Am I... Um, concentrating in my prayer? Am I understanding what I'm actually saying in my prayer? Am I focused in my salah? Am I praying it on time? Am I praying it in the masjid? It's something that's constantly on our mind. You know, someone who's, who's um, take, you can almost think about it like a, like a hobby or like a, a task. You have a garden. Someone who's really careful about their garden. Every day they're checking to see, are there weeds in the garden? What else is growing there? How is my plant doing? You know, does it need to be watered? Do I need to add fertilizer? Do I need to make sure the sun is, you know, do I need to make sure there's no animals or rodents or, or, or um, uh, uh, anything else that may be infesting this garden? You know, how particular... Uh, we may be about our garden our salah is our garden and it needs to be established and on firm grounding and we need to continue to preserve it so that it's not harmed from the from all these other elements so the summary is uh, the summary for today is that salah is a well established pillar of our deen right and we see this establishment and we see this emphasis through the haramain today and how Nothing is given more priority, except for uh, 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 more priority than salah. Nothing is given more priority than salah. No one is. There's no, you know, everything. The attention from everything else is removed. Even things that we say are in the name of Deen. Even all those things are removed. The one hundred percent of the attention is given on salah. Um, and for us as well. You know, really, that's, that's our starting point. And if our salah is crooked, or it's slanted, or it's tilted, just like we, would, we wouldn't ignore a, a, a tower that we're building that's kind of headed in the wrong direction, we, we try to bring it back upright, right? Similarly, um, we, should, we should be very careful of our salah as well. Um, and number two, um, we, should, we, should, we shouldn't just be thinking, we should define our personal and our communal success or failure, you know, be it on a daily basis, or be it at a monthly basis, or be it on a yearly basis, or be it even just on a lifetime basis, we should, you, the gauge should be my prayer. The gauge should be my prayer. Yes, we like to attribute so many other successes, even in the name of deen. If I perform this much dhikr, and if I perform this much this, and that much that, and I give this. 
I mean, that's fine, and those are all important, but they're all secondary. They're secondary, you know, based off of what we see, you know, in our in the examples around us. They're secondary based off of what the Prophet ﷺ told us about our questioning of the Day of Judgment. These are all secondary. And if we don't give attention to our salah and erect it and, and allow it to be and allow it to shine like our most precious prize, then then that's a problem. And that's the way by which we gauge, we should gauge success or failure at an individual and a communal level. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to be regular and consistent and timely with our prayer. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to build it uh, in such a way that it is uh, upright and firmly standing. Uh, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be deep uh, within our prayers and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to pray them in congregation and allow us to follow uh, the advices that Luqman gave to his son. Wa akhiru da'wana and